Hey everybody, it's Clint again, coming back for another episode here. Wanted to give you part two of overcoming anxiety through acceptance. So what we're going to talk about today a little bit is what even is acceptance and what do we need to be accepting? And so I just want to introduce that idea today for a few minutes so that you can um, start thinking about that. You know, last time we talked about um, what I call the trance of unworthiness, that we all go about our life for a lot of different reasons, uh, feeling unworthy and feeling not good enough and telling ourselves how we're not good enough. And you go back and listen to that episode. And you can also go back and listen to other episodes that I've done around um, value, worth, self-esteem, boundaries and limits. All those things have to do with our value and worth and not feeling good enough. So today, I want to start with um, what are we supposed to be accepting? How can acceptance even help us? Like, what is acceptance? So I'm going to start off with something pretty big and huge and powerful. And that is that what we all know is that discontent, feeling discontent, having pain in our lives, suffering in some kind of way is universal. It happens to all of us. None of us get to escape the idea that we will feel discontent and we will not be happy and things and events in our life will happen to us that we cannot control. And we don't like it. But however, fully recognizing that this exists and this happens is our first step to overcoming anxiety. Why is that? Because you know what we tend to do is when we can't accept Hey, bad things happen. Things and events in my life happen that I can't control. What we tend to do is want to fix those things and make those things better. We go back to the last time we talked. We we get busy. Um, We try to control other people. We try to control ourselves and what we look like and and our weight and our diet and how we're going to feel. And we shouldn't feel that way. And we get pressured and busy and and our anxiety builds and builds. So what happens over time when we do that is we tend to not see our experiences and the events in our life as, hey, yeah, this is happening. Yes, it's uncomfortable. No, I don't like it. What am I going to do about it? You know, it's something happening to me. It's out there and I can figure it out. I can solve the problems. What we tend to do is we eye our experience or my our experience. So what I mean by that is we interpret everything we think and feel and everything that happens to us as belonging or caused by us, by ourselves. We personalize everything. Hey, if I would have done this differently. Hey, if this wouldn't happen. Hey, if I could have stopped that from happening. Hey, if I can plan better, then this won't happen. Some of those things are true. We all need to plan. We all need to think ahead and save for retirement and, and save for things in the future and think about what we're going to do today and make a plan for tomorrow and make a list and make sure we check those things off. But when we I and my every experience and we think that every one of those is belongs to us or is caused by us, We start this trance of unworthiness. We're stuck in it. We experience everything as flawed. We experience ourselves as flawed and things become intensely personal. So instead of seeing and accepting that discontent and negative events happen no matter what we do, we turn it into we have to change those things and we can keep those things from happening. So something wrong. So what I mean by that, something wrong out there in the world, something that is wrong because wrong things happen, turns into something is wrong with me. Let me say that again. So 
bad, wrong things happen. And so what we tend to do is we turn something wrong, that there's just something wrong. There was a flat tire. Um, my kid didn't make the decision they needed to make. Um, you know, something broke down. Um, uh, somebody at work didn't act the way I wanted them to. Um, uh, whatever you want to experience, we turn that something wrong into something's wrong with me instead of, hey, these things happen. Now, when I look at my self and when I feel unworthy and when I think I'm falling short, even if I can't find any evidence that says that I am falling short, I just go ahead and take it on. Yeah, I'm falling short. Hey, this wouldn't happen if you were smarter, if you'd have done this, if you thought all that. Oh, my God, Clint, I can't believe you're thinking that. What? You were so silly. You're so stupid. Why didn't you do that? Oh, why can't you? All those are shame-based thinking. And when I do that, my assumption is that I am not okay. There's something wrong with me. Now, I know what happens to me in my life when that happens. This becomes the background anxiety to my life. It's kind of like the um, uh, static background when you listen to the radio or something and it's not tuned very well and it's annoying and it's frustrating and we do things to try to fix that and make sure that we are doing something to align ourselves perfectly and make it right and if i could only do this this and this if i could take on this project and that project oh i'll finally be okay or i know also in my life it's become at times this deep deep depression that brings this deep sense of loneliness and what I do is I cut myself off from people. I withdraw. I don't let people know what's happening. I try to fix things myself. And this is what happens to us. When we can't accept that there's discontent in the world and things are going to happen. And we somehow think that we need to be controlling all that or we can keep that from happening. Rather than just accepting there is discontent. That means, yes, I will be uncomfortable and I will be sad and I will be frustrated and I will feel pain. But can I accept that that's not me and I? it's not about me not being okay? So a phrase I love that I've heard is that we need to learn how to be without anxiety about imperfection. So let me say that again. We need to learn how to be without anxiety about imperfection imperfection so we need to learn that there are imperfections we are imperfect the world around us is imperfect things are imperfect people are imperfect things will not go the way we plan and hope we can still plan and hope but can we accept it won't go that way sometimes and then can we be without anxiety about that can we accept that yeah things are imperfect and no i don't like it but i don't have to hold on to it or change it or make it different so what I'm hoping through this series is that as we are able to see this, as we are able to recognize that we've been imprisoned by our self-hatred and our shame, the first thing that happened, we will grieve. We'll be sad that we have done this to ourselves over the years and over time and every day. And we'll be sad that we've imprisoned ourselves with this and the consequences that it's had to us and maybe the people around us that we've tried to control and the things we've tried to do and all the things that have tried to happen and the depression and the sadness and the anxiety it's caused in our life. But secondly, I hope it will also give us a, a great sense of life-giving hope that we will feel, wow, I no longer have to do this. Wow, if I can release and accept these things, how that may feel better, happier, 
that I could actually not have this background anxiety going on anymore if I could learn how to accept these things. So what I like to say is when we recognize these beliefs and these fears that sustain this trance of unworthiness, this is the beginning of freedom. You might find it useful to pause for a few minutes to consider the parts of yourself that you habitually reject and push away. So I want you to listen to these things. See if you habitually reject yourself and push away parts of yourself without even knowing that you don't accept this, that you're trying to change it, fix it, control it. So I'm just going to ask some questions. And you can think about these questions. And then we'll end for the day. So it's a long list of questions for you to think about. Here they are. Do I accept my body as it is? Do I blame myself when I get sick? Do I feel like I'm not attractive enough? Am I dissatisfied with how my hair looks? Am I embarrassed about how my face and body are aging? Do I judge myself for being too heavy, underweight, not physically fit? Do I accept my mind as it is? Do I judge myself for not being intelligent enough, humorous, interesting? Am I critical of myself for having obsessive thoughts, for having a repetitive, boring mind? Am I ashamed of myself for having bad thoughts, mean, judgmental, or lusty thoughts? Do I consider myself a bad mediator because my mind is so busy? Do I accept my emotions and moods as they are? Is it okay for me to cry, to feel insecure, to feel vulnerable? Do I condemn myself for getting depressed? Am I ashamed of feeling jealous? Am I critical of myself for being impatient, irritable, intolerant? Do I feel that my anger or my anxiety is a sign that I am not progressing? Do I feel I'm a bad person because of the ways I behave? Do I hate myself when I act self-centered or hurtful? Am I ashamed of my anger outburst? Do I feel disgusted with myself when I eat compulsively, when I smoke, or when I drink too much? Do I feel that because I'm selfish and often do not put others first, that I'm not spiritually evolved? Do I feel as if I'm always falling short in how I relate to my family and friends? Do I feel something's wrong with me because I'm not capable of intimacy? Am I down on myself for not accomplishing enough, for not standing out or being special when I work? You see, we often perceive unworthiness in this trance most clearly by recognizing how we want others to see us and what we don't want them to see. So another way to think about this is bring to mind somebody you've spent time with recently, somebody you like maybe, somebody you respect, but maybe you don't know them that well. What do you want most this person to see about you? That you're loving, generous, kind, attractive? And what do you not want this person to perceive about you? That you're selfish, insecure, or jealous? 
So these are all questions you can ask yourself. So what I want you to do, if you've listened to this podcast today or the next day or whenever, whatever day, whatever time you listen to this podcast, spend the day or the next day or most every day occasionally asking yourself this question. In this moment, do I accept myself just as I am? Try to do this without judging yourself, simply becoming aware of how you are relating to your body, your emotions, your thoughts, your behaviors. Those questions I just read. You know, do I accept my body as it is? Do I accept my mind as it is? Do I accept my emotions and moods as they are? Do I feel like I'm a bad person because of the ways I behave? So as you become more aware of how you are thinking and seeing things and how you're not accepting of yourself and how you're trying to control this and make it different and not accepting who you are, how you think, how you feel, how you behave, what will hopefully happen for you is that trance of unworthiness will become more apparent, will become more conscious, you will become more aware of it, and it will begin to lose its power. So this is the first step on how acceptance can begin to help us overcome anxiety. The first step in that is recognizing how we beat ourselves up, how we make ourselves unworthy, how we refuse to accept that in this world we will be discontented, that we will be frustrated, that things will not happen the way we want, and we attempt to control them. So practice these things. I will have part three coming out soon. Thank you for listening. Please pass it around to the people who you think need help with anxiety, which is most all of us in this world today. Um, And thanks so much. Again, share it any place you can. Let people know. I thank you for listening. 